Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. everybody we are back and we're going to be finishing up our 2023 first round mock so is this class as good as advertised let's go over and see what we have selected so well when i say me we not me i haven't selected anything i'm leaving it to the devi guys joined again by our lead devi analyst nate christian and our special guest alfred from campus to canton Make sure you get that youtube channel to a thousand subs so going back over it picks one through eight bryce young C.J. Stroud, whose real name is Coleridge, by the way. I looked that up. Thank you. Bijan Robinson, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jameer Gibbs, Sean Tucker from Syracuse. Get that name on your lips. Thank you, Nate. Keyshawn Boutte and Jordan Addison. So, um, Alfred, you got the odd numbers. Who you got for number nine? Okay. Uh, so this is, this is where I, I actually do think this is kind of where the draft starts getting interesting because mm-hmm. now you could go, I think a lot of ways. I think the first six to seven picks are going to be pretty consensus by the time we get there. This is where you can start team building. What are your needs? You know, BPA kind of goes out the window here a little bit. It actually will, I think, dictate what your team needs. Since we're talking about Superflex. I am going to take the quarterback that I believe has really the highest ceiling if everything comes together. Like, has Cam Newton ceiling? Has uh, Lamar Jackson ceiling? Kyler Murray? Like, these guys that do it all. And that's Anthony Richardson from Florida. Uh, It's a little bit off my direct rankings. I will be clear and transparent about that. But at this stage in the draft, when the lights are on, I just want Anthony Richardson because if it comes together, he's 240 pounds. He probably will run under a 4.6, maybe even 4.4 at the combine. At 240 pounds, mind you, he has an absolute cannon. The question is, can he, you know, funnel all of that into like good decision making, accuracy, you know, all, all some of these things that, you know, a raw quarterback doesn't have quite down pat. But at this point, we're betting on the tools. We're betting on the tremendous upside. And I'm comfortable doing that because I know there's still some other guys I'm going to be able to get later. So right now, so Nate doesn't take him, I want Richardson in my uh, on my roster in case he does pop. Before we move on to Nate, um, I was just – I brought up Anthony Richardson's stats. I mean, I don't – I know that we don't just chase stats on the show. We want to look at the, the whole player's body's work. That includes stats and what they do on the field. But 529 passing yards in 2021, it says he played seven games. Was he not the star? I mean, I'm not a Florida fan. I know a patron of ours is. Gator, you know what I'm talking about. Was he not the starter or? Correct. Yeah, he was not the starter. 
Okay. Um, he came in as a three-star prospect. I think uh, by the end of the cycle, they bumped him up to, to, you know, kind of that minimum four star. So he's kind of an unknown played at a fairly small high school in Gainesville where the university of Florida is. So he wasn't like a nationally known prospect, but he does have uh, at the Nike spark camps. He, he like broke the spark rating basically, you know, he was all his athletic measurements are through the roof. The question was always like, can he throw at a level, you know, in the SEC. So he's been maturing for a couple of years, but he basically pushed out uh, Emory Jones, who is now at Arizona State, because with the new regime coming in, the new coach, they they took a look in spring and said, yeah, it's going to be Anthony Richardson as a third-year player over Emory Jones, who's like going to be, I think, a fifth-year uh, quarterback. So it took him a minute. He, he When he played, he flashed. I mean, you saw it. Like, mm-hmm. he – Rolls out to the sideline, evades a tackler, and then flicks 50 yards to the corner of the end zone. You know, but can he do that every play? And and also the question is now that teams are going to have full game tape on him and he's only going to be the guy they only have to prepare for, not Emory Jones and him, or he comes in for special, you know, installs, special packages. But it's going to be just Anthony Richardson, and that's obviously could be a game changer one way or the other. But like I said, at this point, I'm betting on this upside he could you know as a gator fan i am a gator fan so full transparency i went there i'm not being a homer this is legit um but the other uh thing here is if he if he does have that cam newton type season which is possible i mean if you see him play he's he can his running ability is like he's as quick and shifty as lamar jackson at 240 pounds i mean he he really is an athletic freak if he puts it together, I mean, you're talking about the third quarterback taken in the top 10 of the NFL draft type, type thing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, um, if you, if you look at Cam Newton's. He career, didn't play. He played one year. Yeah. He played one year. I mean, he had, he played technically three years was in college for four because that was before that was during the archaic transfer times. True, yes. Um, but I mean, we're talking prior when he to did a Juco, he had like a Juco year which he was incredible. He, he like won the Juco national title and then went to Auburn and was incredible right away. So I think it can happen. I mean, he'll go to the NFL if he has one great year. So yeah. that's what we're hoping for in Gainesville at least. Well, what um, sports reference comes up with, it says Cam Newton had two years of Florida where he combined for 54 yards passing in those two years. <laughs> and then there's nothing 2009. So that must've been his Juco year. Yep. And then he went to Auburn and, 2,854 yards, 30 touchdowns, seven picks, and then he ran for almost 1,500 yards. So, you know, my my question, my last question before we move on, just because, you know, quarterback is an extremely important position, not just for the NFL team, but for your, your Superflex team as well. Is there a possibility if he has a mediocre season, the numbers are good, but the win-loss isn't, does he come back for a senior year? Is that a possibility? Absolutely is a possibility here. So, you know, this pick may be forfeited, I guess, if he's not eligible and we look back. Um, in fact, uh, Austin from our, our, our site, Campus to Canton, went so far as to say on a recent show, if he does not play his way into being a top draft pick, his dynasty and Debbie status is in the toilet, which I don't quite agree with. But basically what he was saying is if he's in his third year and he doesn't have it together yet and has a good enough season to go to the NFL – it's probably never going to happen. Again, I'm not, I think that's a little strong, 
but yeah, it is kind of this year or we're really concerned. So maybe I'm jumping the gun here, but it's super flex. And I wanted to talk about Anthony Richardson. I don't think it's too crazy. He's maybe two spots ahead of where I would have him otherwise. Okay. I mean, I know that there's some buzz around him. And so it's important to get these guys' names just kind of in your brain so you can you know let that soak in a little bit. So Anthony you had a really good spring game. Yeah. yeah it's spring he looked game. accurate. But, he looked yeah. accurate. He looked sharp. That's what we're worried about. I mean, we really want to know that the arm, the accuracy, and the shorter passes. We know he can chuck it 60, mm-hmm. 70 yards, but like that's that doesn't really matter in functional, you know, quarterback play. He made the easy passes during the spring game. And I think that's what a lot of people were looking for. And it kind of got us all a little bit more hype or like, okay, maybe he has put it together. Cause this guy has the ceiling, you know, like Alfred talked about, you know, of Cam Newton player like that, you know, true fantasy football game changer. Mm-hmm. But he also has a ceiling, you know, a floor of like, you know, if he has a decent, doesn't get drafted, doesn't he could not get drafted or like he's, you know, a third, fourth round pick who's just a toolsy guy a team's going to try to take a chance on. Yeah. All right. Perfect. So Nate, we're going to kick it to you now and let's go to number 10. Yeah. I, I get my second running back here at 10. Um, I'm going to grab tank Bigsby out of Auburn. Um, I'm a pretty big Bigsby fan. Uh, I think a lot of people have cooled on him because he didn't really show too much improvement this past year, uh, especially statistically. Um, but honestly, I don't think that Auburn team was very good. It was hard to improve with that team as the team kind of, stagnated and got worse um as we have now seen you know things are changing there bo Nix is over in oregon and who knows what he's doing um so tank bigsby's there he's great size i think for like the, the nfl you know teams are going to be willing to give him first and second down carries uh he, he has some potential you know as a receiver you know he's he's shown that he can do that in flashes and i like the way he runs you know he's he's physical he can run up the middle he's comfortable at the middle He's a good SEC running back, and I think this is a guy that, you know, as long as he has a decent year, I, I don't. It's going to be hard to find a ton of holes in his profile. I think to drop him, so I think he's a more of a safe pick than uh, one of the other running backs in the top five. But I just like the way he plays. I like the his style of play. And I think it's going to translate to the NFL. So I mean, we're talking a guy that could be a starting running back, the tenth pick. Yeah, I mean, we're talking last year. One of the biggest questions we got is, "Hey, I'm at the 110. Should I take James Cook or Isaiah Spiller?" You know, our answer every time was neither. At the 110, <laughs> you should take. You know, if Jahan Dotson or George Pickens is there, you should take one of those players or Christian Watson or something of that nature. So, all right, great. Tanks Bigby, Tank Bigsby, a guy that I like as well. Alfred, let's kick it back to you for number eleven. Your last pick. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, there's still, and I know this a year out, I feel like this is always the sentiment where you're like, I love these guys all the way in the back of the first round. And, and once they go through the full combine experience and everyone starts finding holes, maybe we'll feel differently. But honestly, right now, I'm still between two guys. I really, three guys I really want on my team. Um, you know, I'm just going to go with my theme here of Alabama, I guess. Uh, I'm going to take Jermaine Burton. <laughs> Snipe another, me. Another transfer uh, to Alabama this year. They just went and said, hey, who's the best running back we can get and who's the best receiver we can get? And they just went and took him out of other teams. Jermaine Burton played his first two years at Georgia. This guy was like a top 
you know, top 10 at, at worst, uh, four-star, high four-star receiving prospect, went to Georgia. Um, if you're not following college football, you might already know this, but Georgia's offense is just like 1943. I mean, they just – they don't throw the ball. They don't press the ball downfield. They run, play defense. Um, and he still, as a freshman, met kind of what we think is the bare minimum for like a breakout as a freshman. Obviously, the bar is a little bit lower – but he flirted with 20% of the market share as a true freshman. He took a step back as a sophomore and actually got outproduced by a freshman tight end, which is not always a great sign. But when you watch him, this guy to me is like maybe a, a discount version of J JSN. He's, he's going to be able to play kind of all over the position. He's like a thick build, kind of that, you know, six feet pushing 200 ish, um, so thick, but not too tall, not too small. Um, and just a great route runner. I think he might be, have a little more pure speed. I'm pretty sure he's been clocked at 4-4. So he does have like long speed. Really interested to see how, how Alabama uses him. I think that's kind of a bit of the question mark for me. They brought in another guy this year from Louisville who's like confirmed 4-3 speed, probably mm -hmm. that deep threat that's going to take the top off the defense. Not as much of an NFL prospect. I think Burton could be like the really high volume, like maybe John Mechie plus plus. Um, so who, and Mechie was kind of more of the high volume guy and Williams uh, was more of the deep threat. And then they kind of switched roles at some point in the middle of the season. And obviously Williams went crazy. So I like Burton again, you know, some of this is that floor is baked in from a draft capital perspective. Uh, yeah. When you're talking about Debbie and you're talking about picking these guys long before we have more information, a guy who's going to produce Alabama is like going to go day two at worst. I mean, Brian Robinson went day two. John Mechie was a second round pick. And these guys were like kind of afterthoughts on the team, honestly, from a perspective of production. So I think it's super safe. And I do think he has a ceiling. I think he's got five, 1,500 yards in him this year if he's the primary weapon in the passing game, which I very well think is, is hot, very possible. So Make that three Alabama players for me, Bryce Young, Jameer Gibbs, and we'll round it out with uh, Jordan Adams, or no, no, Jermaine Burton. You can't go wrong with these Bama guys too. And, you know, just what you're saying about the Georgia offense, it's like they're like, hey, you know what Joe Paterno did in the 70s? We're going to do that in Georgia. It's basically what they're doing. Let's run the ball. Let's play defense, which it's – but, I mean, Stetson ben, Bennett's not a good quarterback. He's – He's a fine game manager, but like, yeah, they don't press the issue. And last year they had an absolutely historically yeah. freaky defense that doesn't happen again. It won't happen again because it's not even like they recruited well. Like they had everything. It was like that perfect, perfect, perfect storm. And they won on their defense. It's not going to happen again. I they even have good happen. wide receivers. I mean, you had Jermaine Burton there. You had George Pickens coming off the injury, of course. Mm -hmm. though, so he missed most of the time. But I really like Adonai Mitchell. Um, I think yeah. he's good too. I think he's really good. Yeah. And then you, of course you got, you know, the Brock Bauer, you know, I mean, it, it, it was no a good relation. team. Plus a bunch of running backs are good. You know, it, you wonder why that offense just can't take the next step. Kendall yeah. Milton is a guy I like from Georgia as well. See what he does this year. If so he, if we went into the second round. We might have, we might, we might have brought him up. <laughs> we'll probably talk about him. All right. Well, maybe we'll get you back to do uh, the second round then at some point. Um, Nate, do you want to wrap up this draft for us? I will wrap it up. I'm kind of sad I didn't get any Alabama players. You know, I almost <laughs> went Jermaine Burton over Tank Bigsby. 
especially because I did, I do know that Alfred likes Jermaine Burton. Um, we, we are on the same page there because some people have them, you know, and they're, if they're looking at next year, they have him in the second round right now, but I think he's going to explode with Alabama. And I will say, Alfred, I do not agree that Tyler Harrell is not an NFL draft prospect. I think there is a world where he takes on that speedster role, that deep threat role. And coming out of Alabama, like you said, you know, if he has any production with the great deep thrower that Bryce Young is, uh, you know, we could be looking at third, fourth rounder. Okay, I like it. Yeah. Um, but with my 12th pick to round out this draft, uh, I'm going to take a chance on a wide receiver. I think that has a lot of potential as well. Um, you know, that's what you want to shoot for at the end of the first. You want to shoot for those high potential guys. Um, and that's Quentin Johnson out of TCU. Um, you know, t- looking at this list so far, none of these wide receivers are truly that, you know, big traditional alpha X wide receiver. Um, even Boutte, you know, he plays bigger than his size, but he's still only, I think, six one. Um, you know, he's not that huge alpha guy that, you know, we all love to watch the highlights of as they, you know, moss players. But uh, Quentin Johnston, he, he comes in at six foot four. He's a little lanky, but he's still over 200 pounds. I think that's he'll fill out uh, when he gets into the combine process and when he gets to the NFL team. I think he probably – he has the frame to put on 220 pounds um, total. So um, as that comes out, he's going to become a better player. But he's got the speed. He's got the size. He's got the, you know, the down-the-field ability, but also the, the contested catch. Um, he's a really guy that does it all and his route running really started to come along. I think last year, um, you know, he's showing off some nice comebacks and curls, uh, still not, you know, top of the line technical player, like some of these other guys we're talking about, but he has that potential. And in the TCU offense, they just got a coaching change. Uh, so that offense is going to go from, um, a, a one that's not very exciting to one that should be very exciting. Uh, I think Quentin Johnson is going to be, uh, a, getting some positive draft vibes out of that as well, because his production is going to go up. So Quinn Johnson, the guy that I can get here at 12, and I think there's a potential that he has a great year and you might have to have a top eight pick to get him next year. All right. Great. Yeah. So hopefully and it's a great call. Sorry. I was just going to say, it's a great call too, for paying attention to uh, in on the college side, these coaching changes can have tremendous Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, effect on on these guys and how they're used. So yeah, totally agree. I mean, he he's had a thousand yards in his first two years combined. He could easily uh, do fifteen hundred in one year with this new offense. I think so. You know, supersonic potential there. The other interesting thing, he's only had five rushes, but it's cool. A guy like that at six four two hundred two oh five does even get a handful of you know rushes. He's, he's just not your typical only stand him out 20 yards off the hash and go run a deep ball. He does have some other kind of short area um, kind of agility and things like that. They're using in different ways, which I always like to see. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, and this, you know, one of the questions I have with him is, is he going to still have that if he gets to 215, 220, um, or is he always going to be kind of play a little bit lanky, which, Hey, I mean, in the modern NFL, I don't think that's an issue at all. When you see a guy like Devonta Smith, you know, he's, he's very lanky and he's still very productive and I have no questions about his physicality. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the guy averages 20.4 yards per reception too. So <laughs> it's pretty impressive. That's he's been awesome so special. far. Yeah. Yeah. We're just awesome. kind of, we're just all, I think everyone in the Debbie community is just excited about this guy, but we're just waiting for him to actually explode like statistically. Mm-hmm. And I think he has that chance this year. Great. 
So let's go back and let's just wrap up our uh, draft here. Just to let everyone know we did. Then, Alfred, you're going to tell everyone where they could find you and what you got going on. So uh, 1 through 12, we got Bryce Young, quarterback from Alabama, C.J. Stroud, quarterback from Ohio State, Bijan Robinson, running back from Texas, Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver from Ohio State. By the way, as a Penn State fan, it kills me to have two Ohio State players in the top four. Jameer Gibbs, running back from Alabama, Sean Tucker, running back from Syracuse, Keyshawn Boutte, wide receiver from LSU, Jordan Addison, wide receiver from USC, Anthony Richardson, quarterback from Florida, Tank Bigsby, running back from Auburn, Jermaine Burton, wide receiver from Alabama, and Quinton Johnston, wide receiver from TCU. That's 1 through 12. So you want to make sure – I will put these guys in the show notes. So you want to make sure that you write these guys down, start watching some film, do your diligence on these players, and you want to make sure that you go over and hit subscribe on the Campus to Canton YouTube channel so you can see Alfred's beautiful face smiling at you while making some videos. Alfred, tell everyone where they can find you and what uh, what are you working on right now? You got anything good coming out for us soon? Yeah, I'd like to think so. So I am at Alfred JF, pretty frequent uh, guy in the Twitter streets. So you can find me on there. Uh, don't hesitate to reach out and ask about any of the guys we talked about or uh, any other players that are coming down the pipe. You know, at Campus to Canton, we specialize in a particular uh, league format where you have an entire college roster that is getting you stats and points and you're competing on the college side. And then that, that whole roster graduates to the NFL. And then you have kind of your standard dynasty NFL side, but that whole college component. So I'm already digging deep. You asked me what's coming up. I mean, I'm already digging deep into the 2023 recruiting class. So the freshmen who will start in the fall of 2023. So like, that's where my mind is on some of these guys already. So Anywhere from that level of player to these guys who are going to be rookies next year, don't hesitate to reach out on Twitter. Um, happy to answer questions and, and you know, field any, anything you have uh, from the whole college uh, fantasy football side. That's great. So you think we dive deep here. He's talking about guys that might not see an NFL field till 2026, 2027. If at all. <laughs> if at all. Exactly. If we're so, good, we're catching the ones that will. But yeah, you're right. That's. I'll tell you what, man. That's that's pretty amazing. That's impressive that you guys do that. So Nate, yeah, I, I will say I have I have a subscription over there. I love what they do. I love their work. They're one of my favorite uh, websites in fantasy football, and I'm I'm always checking for the new articles. Nate, it's great great to have you back too. And you know what, Alfred, I'm going to check out your website in a little bit. You know, you guys got some premium content over there. That's what Nate's talking about with the subscription. So. Um, I know money's tight, but throw some at the campus to Canton guys. They're good people. Alfred, you're going to be at the expo this year, my friend. Oh yeah, I am. I know I saw Nate there last year for sure. We, we shared a drink or two and uh, I'm, I'm excited to go back again. And you mentioned the, the subscription. So, you know, articles are always free for us. Uh, we do have a, the bottom level is $2.99 a month uh, or $20 for, or, or $30 for the whole year. And um, that gets you our Discord, so you can talk about all this stuff with all these other sickos in there. And then um, we have a, a whole suite of tools, even at the lowest level, for you to check. Like, we're talking about market share. We're talking about um, all these other things. You could basically plot a graph that shows what Julio Jones's college career looked like and Jordan Addison's. And you can compare them to each other and say, you know, are they tracking on a similar thing so you can educate yourself and feel uh, what these guys are going to project to. So um, there's a lot of stuff even for that, for that baseline. Then we have a couple of the levels for uh, more in-depth stuff too. 
question if i sign up do i have to be in the discord because i am an anti-group no, advocate i i am no, not no, in the you discord. don't have to be in there okay i'm not in the discord mike I, I i'm a loyal subscriber i read the articles i use the tools all the time but i cannot do another discord channel so i, just I, I feel something. that i'm actually not in the discord that much myself i'll <laughs> hop in and out and, and you know kind of make an appearance here and there but yeah i agree it's, it's too many too many chats and texts <laughs> it's hard and you know what i just want to worry about so i feel bad like we have a, a discord for our Patreon and I'm like, I need to talk more. And then I see a, a notification come up from hate group chats, but you know, I do love our rewinders and you could be one too. patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind. You're going to drop a little bit more than you will at campus. Canton. It's $5, but you get more access to us, which is great. I um, would pay for that. See, we'd pay for that too. So um, Alfred, thank you again. I look forward to actually meeting you in person at the fantasy football He's expo. This year. Think. Is he? <laughs> classic all right well we're gonna run a three cone drill to see if uh your size oh, Lord, i do not have good agility I'll <laughs> i can swing a golf club and that's probably the end of my athletic ability hey, you know i could swing a golf club that doesn't mean i can hit a golf ball but i can swing a golf club so um alfred thank you again for joining us nate it's great to have you back and for everybody that listens to the show thank you for tuning in i hope you're enjoying our new format more digestible content until next time everyone be kind please rewind Thank you for watching and thank you for listening.